What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 43 of the Fuel for Football podcast. I am your host, Sanchez Bailey. Goodness me, it feels like a long hiatus since um, I've actually recorded a podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me, if I do cough, it's because um, I went, <coughs> I've done a little overload on, I've done some cooking, put it that way, and I went on an overload on the pepper. So I tasted it and I've been coughing since. So, <coughs> excuse me. Anyway, hope everyone is well. And yeah, um, I did put on my social media, so this is literally after my post, if you saw it or my story post, that I want to speak about AJ. And yes, I know it's a f- football podcast, but I think I can tie it in. So watch me go. Right now, I'm, st- I'm still in Dubai. Um, hopefully the next episode, I, should, I can give you some visuals at least. And work towards that, but right now it is currently audio only. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. So, AJ. <sighs> Excuse me. So, I'm speaking out of frustration, and then I can kind of speak towards, you know, how we can kind of maybe take some lessons from here. I'm quite frustrated because I feel like AJ's been left to dry in the heavyweight division. You know, he, you know what he wants. He wants to face Fury. He wants to face Wilder, those that have the belts and have the acclaim. And let's be real, they are, they are avoiding him. And maybe avoiding him consciously, knowing that he is not con- like technically there and putting him out to fight some of the others to maybe go first. You know, like the cupbearer syndrome where you would give, a king would give the, the cup to the cupbearer who would drink it first to see if there's any poison in there. They've allowed Joshua to be that, the cupbearer in the heavyweight division. And it's frustrating and it's upsetting now because it sets him back and it sets him back from his vision. And so I'm very frustrated for him. I do see, I do feel that Joshua has improved tactically, um, or should I say technically. I think his biggest fault of the game was the tactics. I think he was too hesitant and he didn't focus, which a lot of people are saying, on his strengths, you know, um, which is him being a power puncher. And I'm saying all of this from my own perspective rather than echoing any uh, thoughts of any other pundits and stuff throughout the whole episode, from my life really, to be honest with you. But just want to make that clear that even though you might see some similarities, I'm looking from a different lens. And, <clears throat> and so, yeah, I do feel like Josh was slightly playing or fighting, shall I say, with, you know, a bit of a handbrake, as Wenger would say. That's the first link to football. <laughs> but <clears throat> that was a psychological inhibition. So that mindset um, of him playing on the handbrake because he didn't want to get countered by a southpaw who's very tricky, caused Joshua to, to play or to fight handicapped. And that contributed to his decision to or he's the result. So that's my kind of thought on this. And <clears throat> because of this, I feel like, you know, hearing what was coming out of the camp afterwards via interviews and stuff, Joshua was frustrated, you know. He went back, watched the fight before the, the post-press conference. And he has a keen desire to, to get the belts back. And that's because of his long-term vision of him beating those um, household names in the division. But it might knock him for six a little bit, you know, to think that he's been the one that's left out to to face these big opponents. And, you know, that may, like, 
May, by the way. Strip a little bit of his motivation because now we know for a fact that he's not going to fight Fury for another 18 months. Fury will probably fight a journeyman after Wilder or fight someone that's not, you know, like a mandatory. Kind of skate a little bit. Or maybe it might just be a whole shake in the division and, and Wilder wins. But I doubt it. <clears throat> and so, um, yeah, it, it could really strip the motivation of Anthony Joshua. End of my boxing talk. To be honest, my long-term vision personally is to, to shift this into a performance mentality style podcast where we speak about the mindset across all sports, you know? Um, anyway, shifting it to, to football now. Over the last week or two, I've been really blessed to have really studied the game a little bit. And not just the Premier League as well. <clears throat> Watching it from a psychological lens, I've, I've been able to really um, just, just take some lessons in. And I really want to get myself a lot more involved in League Two and, and the National League. So hopefully you will hear me not only speak to some players, but also reference a few of those players as well. So anyway, um, last week now, Chelsea Tottenham, right? And to be honest, I was watching this throughout the summer um, in terms of the body language, not body language, but like the, the stories, um, you know, the, the reports, <clears throat> and just the behaviour, should I say, of Harry Kane. You know, Harry Kane really wanted to leave the club, you know, rightly so. You know, he's playing at a club, <coughs> excuse me, that is lacking in um, trophy competitiveness. So he wants to change, you know, he's one of the best strikers to ever grace the Premier League, one of. So he wants to pursue a, a team that's challenging for trophies, rightly so. And so, you know, I think he's done everything right in the sense where he's given everything for his club and, you know, he's performed at the highest level that he can. He's done everything that he could do and he wants to change and he wants to move. <clears throat> and so, yeah, so, you know, we've seen a few dramas happen where we've heard that he refused to train, which I do believe uh, may be advised um, to try and force a move. And obviously there were reports that he came out and said that that wasn't the case, blah, blah, blah. But if you see the events that's happened afterwards, you know, um, you can kind of tell that he's wanting to leave and maybe you could put two and two together that actually that situation where they said that he refused to train um, was true. <coughs> anyway, I really apologise, guys. Um, so, yeah, so obviously... Harry, this is me actually recording before the North London derby, so like, this could bite me on the bum. But I'm gonna take the leap of faith. <laughs> but anyway, what is it, three, four games gone in the Premier League and he hasn't scored a goal. So he's now broken a record of the longest start or the longest barren run to the start of the Premier League in his career. And I don't believe that that's a coincidence, that he's, he hasn't, he's had his longest barren run of his career. He um, wants to leave the club, and think about that. Think about those situations when you've done everything that you can do to, to commit to the club and all you wanted was a move and it didn't happen. You could feel betrayed. That's a really horrid feeling to feel as a player <clears throat> when you've done your part and the club has let you down. 
you know. Think about your situations or anything that you may have gone through. It may be a smaller scale than Harry Kane's, but there may be some disappointments that you may experience in football where you feel the victim or you are the victim. That might also challenge your desire to continue and to persevere in your in your um, in <coughs> excuse me endeavors. This is really bad, so I apologize. I'll try and control it. And you know, I've I've actually worked with players very closely who may have had their eyes set on either a loan move or a transfer or maybe even something smaller scale, just even being promised game time or being promised to play in a certain position and maybe playing, you know, an attacking player playing fullback, for instance, right? And you may feel slightly betrayed about the, um, you know, the commitment and the agreement or, or even just the, just, the, um, just the role that you've been playing at the club. And that will reduce something which we all know as motivation. But motivation is a loose term. You know, there's so many things that contribute to you losing motivation because you would then drop in certain departments. Maybe your mood will drop. Maybe your passion and your energy might drop. Your communication might drop, whether it's the teammates to, to, you know, to the staff or even at home. Like, these are things that then um, drop. Um, your your drive in the game, your level of concentration and attention paid towards the task. And these things here could easily explain why Harry Kane's going for his barren run, right? The lack of motivation. And when I say motivation, just think about those things that I've kind of brainstormed. Because motivation is a term that no one really, um, kind of really knows the definition and the breakdown. And, and if I was to kind of, if you was to break down both of those words, motive, motivation, motive, there's a reason, right? And Asian comes from the actual root word action, reasons to act. You're kind of, lo- you're, you're, you've been almost stripped for your reasons to act and to perform, you know? And what I want to do in this episode here today is kind of give, there's so many factors, as, as we mentioned before, but I want to give you three factors because I'm sure throughout the season or I'm sure throughout your career, you're going to go through situations and go through experiences where your motive um, to, uh, or your reasons to act and your reasons to perform are going to be challenged. And I want to kind of, kind of <clears throat> break down three areas that I want you to be conscious of when those situations do arise and you actually make changes and 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 uh, create an action plan and an intervention so that it doesn't drop your performance levels let's just say harry kane is a, is a, is a really um, different case but he could go score seven goals throughout the season that might drop his value that might drop the interest i'm sure it wouldn't but there's so many negative consequences that you dropping your performances can have an effect on you not necessarily the team yes a bit of the team as well but we don't want these negative circumstances and you feeling betrayed to affect you, which then affects your career, which affects your ability to progress. You know, <clears throat> and let me just preface this. <clears throat> Sorry. He might go on and score a hat-trick today, but the North London derby, right, and, and the team that he scored the most goals against, I believe, the, team, the, the player that scored the most goals in the North London derby, being Harry Kane, this could be the very reason for him to act and perform today. This might actually be the thing that he needed to give him that extra push today, right? So, you know, his, his decisions and, you know, uh, uh, performance today 
could actually be that thing that, that makes that change for him, maybe temporarily or maybe to go on. Maybe things just click for him. At the same time, if it's a lacklustre display, I'm afraid that we've got a danger. We've got something where someone needs to intervene seriously with Harry Kane, you know, because not even the North London derby could get him to perform. And I believe that no matter what, he has an opportunity to perform against Arsenal in that defence. And that's my team, so I'm not, I'm not really being disrespectful here. Um, I think they are a team that are still finding their way, you know. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Anyway, the three points are... I'll break it down one by one. So the first one's body language. Your body language can seep into you internally and then cause you to re respond in, um, in certain manners. Your body language, just even think about it, like someone who's smiling all the time, i.e. Ronaldinho, he's not gonna mope around the pitch. He's not gonna kick the grass. He's probably not gonna uh, throw his bib in the air or, you know, there's a, there's a few things that we can kind of brainstorm from that, but body language is a great indication of how you're going to respond. Someone that, not saying that you need to grin the whole time, but your body language, head being up, it's a massive sign of confidence. It can be sound, it can sound cheesy, but it's a huge internal message of how you feel about yourself and the situation that you're going through. Right? Broad shoulders. Right? Um, and I'm sure that is exactly why Ronaldo has that moment before he takes a free kick, where he would broaden his shoulders. Sign of confidence, breathing, controlling himself, centering himself. So body language is a massive part, especially when things are not going your way. You know, slow pace, um, move, slow movement, that's a, that's a sign <coughs> of potential interest being lost. You know, people criticise Ozil for that. He might be a special case sometimes, but there was games when that body language was changed and it was a rare case, to be honest with you. Um, I think he was just not interested as much when he had the boy at his feet. That's fair enough, I understand. Just not really very um, complimentary or um, beneficial in the English game. Body language is going to be key. So when a scenario happens to you and you feel betrayed and you know your motivation decreases, you want to now think, what's my body language like? You want to be a bit conscious of that. More likely when you're off the pitch, um, out of competition, so let's say. Because you want to be conscious of that when you're training, um, maybe when you're warming up, um, maybe in the dressing room, having lunch, etc. Be conscious of your body language and hopefully, as you're improving that and changing that, that trans transpires onto the pitch. Maybe think about it during um, the start of the game, when you're walking out through the tunnel, think about that. And before that whistle is kicked, think about your body language then. You know, um, that could help. That could be a great key step in terms of you slowly improving your reasons to act, motivation. Vision, vision. What are you playing for? Goodness me, your vision was to leave. Harry Kane's vision was to leave Manchester, um, Tottenham to go to Manchester City, maybe, right? Let's just say that. His vision has been crushed. So how are you gonna perform? How are you gonna have a reason to act? And <clears throat> you need to now create a vision. Harry Kane's vision could easily be another golden boot. Not that he wants that completely, but now he's here and he has to accept that he's staying at the club. His vision could be gold, a golden boot. His vision could be the all-time goal-scoring record. 
breaking something else and, you know, more personal achievement, something that probably is within his desire. And I'm sure those things are within his desire, which is probably why he want, he's adamant to stay in England. You need to realign your vision. Not necessarily cancel the vision of a move to Manchester United for Harry Kane's sake, but it's to, to bring a vision that can be completed at this present time. Right? There needs to be something that you're working towards. You need to have that in mind. And that's important in terms of you having that reason to act and that motivation that prevents you from being someone that drops in your game and your standards and your ability levels because of the betrayal and disappointment that you may face. And then lastly, I'm going to say development. <clears throat> so the vision is more long-term. There's more of the things that you want to see yourself achieve over a period of time. The development is the steps that you're going to do to get there. How are you, what have you been proving on on a daily basis? What are you conscious of developing in your game? What strengths are you trying to maximise? What weaknesses, and I hate the word actually, what are the areas that you want to develop? Like genuinely, that's, weaknesses is, is something that you can hardly really, um, excuse me, um, you kind of, weaknesses is <coughs> a mindset that you accept that that area is not the, the best part of the game, but development and the areas to improve is you actually working to make those um, areas stronger. So what are you developing on? What stronger parts of your game are you trying to maximise, as I mentioned to you before, areas in the game that you want to kind of improve, but also, Maybe tactically, what areas of your game are you trying to like um, advance? Let's just say Romelu Lukaku. Uh, let's just say he improved on his touch. I think he's improved in his speed somehow. So, so credit to the people he's training with, right? Maybe you want to improve in a particular area of the game, whether it's tactical, whether it's um, physical, to improve and, and become a better player. What can Harry Kane really think about improving in his game right now? Yes, he's closer to a complete player, but he's not completely complete. Completely complete, goodness me. <clears throat> you know, and, and so this is a good, well, this will be an opportunity where Harry Kane will have to really sit down and be honest with himself and self-aware <coughs> of his development and critical and identify the areas of his, game, of his game that he really wants to work on and improve and shape so that he can work and achieve that long-term vision. And at the same time watching his body language. And these things will help, you know. The body language doesn't always have to, like you can also add communication into that as well. Like, you know, you communicate and then speaking to other people, maybe that was a part of your game and it's completely gone now because of the lack of motivation. You want to reinvigorate that. And so these three things are going to be so key when you face disappointment. And, you know, we're, we're a month in the, two into the season, maybe someone has experienced that, maybe it's something that you haven't experienced yet, but this is definitely going to be an episode where you need to kind of have this in your mental safe, so to speak, of your mental first aid box, should I say, <coughs> excuse me, um, i got to fix this because I'm going to watch the game in a bit and kind of people watching me, but you, you want to make sure that you equip yourself when this time comes, quickly before it gets into a state that's going to take some time to, to work on. You don't want to have too many things to work on. But if you can attack this straight away, have these three criteria that you work on and, and implement an action plan, you can come out of that unaffected and maybe come out of that on top. I think of a player like Suarez, 
Think about him and his last season. I believe he wanted to leave. I believe it was him. Or maybe Coutinho. He wanted to leave uh, Liverpool. They asked him to stay one season and he probably had his best season to date. You know? And, and he, was a happy, he was a happy player. You saw that. So his body language was superb, you know. His vision was probably to play in the best team in the world at the time. And, and so he worked on his game to make sure he, was, he matched that. And he developed in his game. I think he scored so many outside-of-the-box shots. It was just crazy, you know. So those three areas of the game are going to be so important for you to make sure that you develop your game in the future. And... I believe I've gone slightly over time now, but I really do hope this adds value to you and um, I look forward to the next few weeks and a few things I have planned over time. And yes, if you are going through a situation like this, I hope it does help. And if it does, at any point of your career, it will also be good to know that this is something that you use to to um, develop and strengthen yourself. So all the best, guys. Thank you for listening. Apologies about the coughing. Trust me, it was the cooking. <laughs> anyway, take care. Nearly done it again. Anyway, let me just quit while I'm ahead. Take care now. All the best. And it'll be interesting to see what happens in the derby today, so keep your eyes on that. Well, oh gosh, you would hear this after it was out, so at least you're hearing my perspective now, and then you can at least respond to it knowing the result. Nice one, take care.